0: This is Gary Knapper, lead designer on Alien Isolation, and you are listening to the Alien vs. Predator Galaxy podcast.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 80 of the Alien vs Predator Galaxy podcast. This is regular host Corporal Hicks, aka Aaron Percival, and joining me are usual partners in crime, Ridgetop. Hello again everyone. Also goes by Adam Zeller in the real world, and Xenomorphin is with us as well. Hey guys! And he also goes by Eric in the real world. I do. But for now, you know, we're Hicks, we're Ridgetop. A Xenomorph, because we're nerds—nerds nerds on the internet—talking about a new nerdy thing that's just come out for us.
0: Speak for yourself. <laughs> Do you disagree? <laughs> I'm an enthusiast. Oh, right. nerd has weird, weird connotations it? when you call yourself a nerd. Is it?
2: I've I've always taken it as a nerd is is more academic, and a geek is more pop
1: culture yeah. oriented. Yeah, that's not about right. But regardless, enthusiast, nerd, or
0: geek, we're fans. Yes. Yeah.
1: Which also, these days, has its own negative connotations, but you know. What are you talking about? Geek culture is like
2: mainstream now no, compared meant, to when I, I was growing fans. up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is true.
1: But what we talk about for episode 80. Somebody refresh my memory.
2: So we are talking about the first alien video game we have had since 2014. Four years. Yeah. Which is Alien Blackout for mobile. Uh-oh.
1: <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We didn't actually get to do a reaction sort of episode for this, <laughs> because that was a whole thing in itself. Um, I had been intending on waiting for the read, play and watch sort of announcements all to come out and would have done something then. But unfortunately, the watch stuff has been very delayed. Yes, so, before we actually do start talking about the game, let's let's talk that reaction. Let's talk our reaction as well. So, it did not go down very well, did it?
0: No. So, did <laughs> mildly.
1: Yeah, i say I think that's putting it lightly.
2: I do read a good amount of video game journalism and I think they should have seen this coming. I mean, you look at what happened last November, I think it was with Diablo Immortal, where you have a room full of hardcore PC fan this con and you're like mobile game guys and everyone is like the room is I've never seen anything like it like on on their own stage just like you can tell the room is just nothing but groans and unfortunately it's it's kind of well earned in the mobile space I, when I f- got my first iPhone and got my first iPad I was really excited about mobile gaming and what it could mean I remember playing this old tech demo called um epic citadel epic games and it was the unreal engine running on ipad and i just thought it was super impressive i was like whoa mobile gaming is going to be crazy but unfortunately i think a lot of uh, publishers have have turned it less into games and more into scummy ways to separate you from your money uh, in disguised as games essentially a lot of mobile games have very exploitative uh, microtransaction systems put in place and they just they they feel like scams they don't feel like games so i think i understand a lot of the skepticism that people had towards this and it was the same in the sense that everyone wants isolation too because alien isolation one is one of the most liked things we've had in the franchise in a good while so when you you take something and you build hype for it, like they did on Instagram with with the teases and stuff, and they had the replay watch hashtags, I just think they, they built too much hype for what this was. They made people think a new isolation was coming by, by having this much focus on it. And when they come out and say it's a mobile game, as amanda ripley and it's very much in the style of isolation using the same assets it, it's a buzzkill for people and i get that it might be unfair for sure especially to the developer but i get the reaction
1: it's, it's an awkward thing because when i first learned of what blackout was my immediate reaction was oh god this is not gonna go down very well and i do believe that mobile games do deserve the majority of them do deserve the crap Reputation that they've got. I think the Diablo situation is a little different in that you know that was that was primarily a PC um, series, is it not?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: So I, I think that that was that was a massive you know um, error on their part going to you know announcing it in a room full of PC gamers. But I think I think our situation is a little different in that I've never had. A bad experience with an alien or predator game on a handheld or on a phone. Granted, we don't have as many as, um, say, the likes of Star Wars does or um, Star Trek does, because their mobile games are terrible, crappy things as well.
2: Yeah, no. You look at those. You look at the Star Wars games and the Star Trek games, and the first thing I look at is the in-app purchases. Mm-hmm. And if I see like coin pack yeah. for literally ninety nine dollars, I'm like, no,
1: yeah, no, fuck, fuck that. let basically, not do that. yeah. The, I think those deserve the crap but when you jump the gun without really knowing anything i think it's a little a little unfair
2: it's just the age of the internet but yeah, yeah it true. is it is unfair
1: but as well speaking of the age of the internet something that i think played also into the um you know into the negative reaction is um expectations and like you say people were expecting an alien isolation too because there was the focus on amanda but i think it's important that people also manage their expectations so that they're realistic you know end of the day we know that isolation was not considered a commercial success sega said it over and over again and yes i think last year or the year before rumors cropped up again about an isolation 2 being made and they were quashed we know well that's that's another thing coming
2: you you see a lot of published say that games that by typical metrics would be considered a moderate success perform below expectations it's it's just a phrase that's repeated a lot in the video game industry you should check out um this this gaming youtuber jim sterling he did a whole video about it how publishers just see everything below expectations because they didn't make all the money in the world with this one title alien isolation sold what what at least two million copies in its first year alone. And that's not to mention that the copies it sold in the various sales it's had in in the years since. It's hard to call isolation a failure. I mean, you look at the original Dead Space, right? The original Dead Space was pretty niche. And then EA decided to push forward and release Dead Space 2, which sold a lot more. So you can have franchises that, that are kind of slow to start like Titanfall, like Dead Space. But, you know, there's still moderate successes and, and push to their next installment really take off. And I think Isolation had that potential. And and if there's any silver lining to come out of all this outrage, Fox can at least see the demand is there now.
0: It has to be said that this wasn't just Sega saying, well, it performed below the They, I, I think Creative Assembly did too, but I'm pretty sure Sega out and out said it did not sell enough copies to make a sequel financially viable. And at that point, they are outright saying there is no foreseeable sequel to it. At that point, that was it. It wasn't just them saying, well, we'd have liked it to sell more." They just said, we are not doing a sequel. And they have said that, they have repeated that. And I think some of the negative backlash to this game, which came out, I think part of that was... It wasn't all on Fox. I, th- I think a big part of the problem was the drip feed marketing strategy they chose with this. But a lot of the, oh my God, it's not Isolation too. Those of us who've been keeping up with the news, we we knew it couldn't be Isolation 2 because they made a point of saying there will not be one in the foreseeable future. There's no clearer cut way for them to have said that. They said it. We knew it wasn't coming. And I think a lot of a people a- the problem is a lot of the fans, they woke themselves up into a frenzy. And even some of them that I remember replying to some and saying, Look, Sega have already said that. And they say, Yeah, I know they say it, but I, I think it's going to happen. That's hope over pragmatism. Uh. But well, I that... don't think the drip feed marketing strategy helped because that got people worked up into the lava, and they thought it's Amanda Ripley, Amanda Ripley. And it's not that Amanda Ripley is isolation. Amanda Ripley is a character they can use for any platform they desire because they own the character. Mm. But people thought Amanda Ripley is synonymous with isolation too. And I think that's, that is a big part of the problem that, happened
1: yeah which which leads me on to another thing is that they did not start this campaign with blackout yeah they started it with resistance they said or showed when was resistance announced it was before the before the new year wasn't it it must have been yeah yeah a good while ago they've shown for ages that amanda ripley is already cross-media she does not just exist in isolation Mm. i i understand people's because people are also
0: they're starting to get used to Comic books and then a big product sort of thing. I think that was another part. Like you said, I think they should have done the game first, then the comics, and then they knew the the watch thing is coming down the line. But because they they thought people now they get into the point where they think, ah, oh, that's the mobile game. That's what it's all been worked up to. So it felt anticlimactic as well. They they should have released the announcement alongside some stuff to do with
1: Cold Irons thing, is what they should have done. Mm. Now, I I understand that that would not necessarily fit in with this replay watch thing that they've been doing. But realistically, that that was the best way to sort of say, here's an alien game that you guys might not have necessarily been asking for, but here's, we've made it. We think it's cool. Here it is. But we're still working on this, um, you know, we're still working on this AAA title that's coming out on the PC and it's coming out on your consoles. So stop losing your shit. Enjoy this for the meantime.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, that was... that, was, that announcement. I, I
2: think your, your point there is uh, the truth. Like, you look at... Let's look at Bethesda games, right? So they announced their mobile game Fallout Shelter alongside Fallout 4. They were like, oh, we have this main installment fallout 4 coming and if you guys want to check out this other one on mobile so it it, like that because we knew we know a game is coming from cold iron so they could have shown a tease of that at least like, and down the line, like, uh, to to at least let the more hardcore crowd know that uh, a bigger game is coming. So well, that I,
0: assumes they had any footage yeah. in a teasing state. They might not have it.
1: That's a whole other problem, isn't it? You don't want another Colonial Marines situation where yeah. Sega yeah. picked up the license, immediately announced Colonial Marines, immediately announced uh, what would have been Crucible, and then nothing for, like, two, three years, whatever. And Yeah, uh, yeah. I I remember reading comments from from people saying, yeah, I wish we had not done that. We had nothing to show for it. And yeah, so I don't know. It it feels like a lose-lose on terms of marketing, but it also feels like a lose-lose in terms of um, people's reactions. And and like like I said, I immediately thought this is not going to go over well when I heard about
0: it. Oh, yeah, so did I. Well, it's because mobile games, as you said, they've become synonymous with revenue generation as opposed to being... gameplay experiences and i think if the fox had come out right out of the gate saying this is a microtransaction less product this is just a game it would have mitigated a lot of that backlash because you you saw it immediately in the um feedback on all the forums people bringing up that meme that like you said with the um diablo mobile game they were having the blackout logo and people putting in it under it don't you guys have phones and Uh they were Uh absolutely putting it in the exact same category and i think (sighs) see it's difficult to say because fox you know fox have a hell of a lot of experience at this but there were certain things they should have known. What people they they've got focus groups. They should have known what people equate mobile games to. I mean, like you said with Iron Forge, uh, that that other game that's coming out. <laughs> I, Dying, I think yeah. what Cold Iron. I think the reason they don't want to say anything about that right now is because this stuff is all to do with Amanda Ripley. From yeah. what I've heard, the other game is a. It's a mo- multiplayer online thing. It's not anything to do with Amanda Ripley's story. This stuff is all to do with Amanda Ripley. Yeah. So I can see why they want to keep it separate. Have that. Yeah, that will be something further down the line. But yeah, I think if that would have gone a long way, if they'd have said, we have just given you guys a game. It's affordable, and it's not going to be revenue generation," I think that would have that would have at least given people. The you know the perspective of oh okay so it's not you're going to screw us over because that's the immediate reaction to people when they hear a mobile game it would have been oh you're giving us a game okay that's nice we'll play it and I think that once people understood that there wasn't all this fuck you fox type of attitude about it you're you're trying to screw us out of our money As soon as people realise oh it's a game we just play it there there's no hidden costs. People were a lot more receptive to it just being a product. Something I
1: want to ask, and it's to your point of them coming and saying, you know, look, this is this is a one-off payment thing. Yeah. Because they, they repeatedly used the phrase "premium mobile game," so I guess this is a question more for RidgeTop because I, I think he's more clued in on on the gaming community side of things. Is is that is that a thing? Is that a term yeah. often used for... It's, um... it's not often used,
2: unfortunately, but but it is a term. Uh, we've seen it before with... I mean, even even the games that this, this one is inspired by, the Five Nights at Freddy's series, that initially launched on PC and they brought it to mobile and there were no in-app purchases. It was you pay one price, a low price, and you get the whole experience and you don't have to worry about ads in your face or them asking for more money for progression or cosmetics or, or whatever the case may be.
1: I was just wondering more from the marketing side of things, you know, with them repeatedly calling it the premium experience.
2: Um, I don't know if that's been used too much, but, but I, I get what they mean by that. And it's, it's honestly really refreshing. I mean, you, you've some games, uh, we used to have a lot more of those type of games. Like, like I was saying when, when the mobile platforms first were gaining traction, the phone, the smartphones and, um, ipad we were seeing a lot of games that that were just like that i remember the first dead space game on mobile and it was just it was just great you don't see games like that on mobile too often now especially now from ea
1: yeah well that's a whole other ball game isn't it
2: well i just said that because of dead space and what they've done with that but no so so to see that and and also another one is um Deus Ex The Fall. Uh, that was a side game built from the ground up for mobile, and they eventually brought that to PC.
1: We've had our own as well.
2: That's right. We've had two. We've had Predators from Angry Mob Games, as well as AVP Evolution. Uh, as well as there's another one, the Aliens versus Pinball, yeah. by the uh, the Zen Studios, and that is also on Steam and yeah. consoles. So I think just because this is a smaller experience, uh, I do hope they bring it to PC. I do uh-huh. hope they bring it to to console because
0: definitely.
2: I think I, I think, you know, and we'll we'll get to this in a in a bit. But Eric, you were saying you were having a hard time because your your phone screen is a little smaller. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Aaron and I both have plus size phones. And I've also played this on tablet and it, it's fine for that. But I would I would like a mouse on the yeah. screen. And I've already seen some people use screen mirroring to just put their mobile device screen on a TV for this. So that
0: doesn't help with the control. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, <laughs> that's just for displaying
1: it. I've, I've also played it on the tablet which is better, completely better. But I've tried it screen sharing from my phone and it doesn't really work as well anyway because I'm looking down at my phone for the controls and stuff. (laughs) The best I've played it has been on on the PC. I've used an Android emulator and signed into my Play account and played it on the PC and that, that is the most fun location i've had playing the game
0: as far as i know that's not an option for those of us who use apple and iphone so i've looked around for it yeah I've, i've not found a way to do it for that
1: but yeah we'll get onto that later but you know i just i yeah
0: we we had to talk about that reaction i think coming back to the premium thing two of the really good ones that i i'm aware of the xcom 2 game that was a fully fledged game for mobile devices also total war rome they managed to as I, i haven't played that one but from what i understand they managed to put the entire experience on ipad and that but because it's not something that's done often when people say premium game i don't think it clicks with most people what that means because it's simply not something which is it, when you do see it done it's more of a an exception to the rule it's like when ea did the um the dungeon keeper um, game they put that on ipad and everyone was expecting the old dungeon keeper game but it turned out into a revenue generation you know you get so many crystals you have to purchase it it's got to the point now where south park did a really good episode about how that industry worked and it was the satirical nature of it was done so well because it really brought to light how this how that system works and it's done you, know, you have these really cheap psychological c- clues and all that but i think Part of the the other thing with this is because it was just a $5 or £5 over here thing, people expected it to have microtransactions because it was so cheap. And I think that in itself sort of, it it was a victim of its own success in a way that people weren't expecting a fully fledged product, no microtransaction for such a low affordable price. And once you realize what the game is, you actually want to applaud the people behind it because you think you've made a quite interesting experience you've kept it affordable you haven't fallen victim to the microtransactions once you realize that it's something to applaud but i can totally understand you you can mention things like premium game all day long but because people aren't used to that they just understand oh mobile game is microtransaction they they always assume it's a licensed product and it's just a cheap crash yeah. cash grab so when well, you can say premium games but it's not going to click with most people what that actually means
2: also just to kind of finish our our topic on the reaction and the the disappointing surround disappointment surrounding that i understand the bitterness in the sense that this was a game about Amanda Ripley. Uh, I know, Eric, you were just saying like, oh, this is a character. She doesn't have to be tied to this game. But Isolation was her first story that we had seen. And we haven't seen her since for for four years. And I remember before Isolation came out, we were all like, oh, is this going to work? Because she was just kind of mentioned in Aliens. Like, this sounds a little retconny. But it was great how they did it. And so naturally, she's finally coming back in a big way in in novels and comics and this game and uh, perhaps more media as well. So it's great to have her back for sure. But as someone who played the hell out of Alien Isolation, it is bittersweet in the sense that, oh, it's it's good to explore more of this character. But being able to play as her and and survive in that kind of environment was such a cool experience. So it's it's a little disappointing in that sense. I get it. Uh, be it fair or not to, to the developers of, of this game.
1: I definitely think it's unfair, but I do understand the reaction. But let, let's move on then and ask our initial reactions. So when the news dropped of Blackout, did you have that same burning rage or were you were you more open to it? Um, Ridgetop starts off.
2: So I didn't have a burning rage. It was bittersweet because it w- again, it was cool to see Amanda back, but I want isolation too, because I, I love isolation. At the same time, you know, this is this is what we have now. And I was going to go into it with an open mind. I wasn't just, oh, you know, F you, Fox, da, 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 da. like, no, that was not my attitude about it. I was like, okay, it's not isolation, but Amanda's back and, and let's see what this is about. So I, I kind of had an open mind, but I was a little skeptical just in regards to it being a, a mobile game. And like we've talked about the, the issues surrounding those. But the day after, I think, they started coming out with uh, impressions from journalists who had played the game. And they were almost all positive. And, and then we got news that there weren't going to be any in-app purchases, that it was just one contained experience. And those things were, were sounding great to me. So I think they handled the situation after the, the backlash really well, personally. I mean, there's only so, so much you can do about something like that on, on the internet, but I do think they handled it well. And I'm glad to see that their launch has seemingly gone well. So yeah, I mean, it surprised me. I, I do really like the game. But yeah, my reaction was disappointment for sure, just naturally from my love of isolation, but still just kind of not, I wouldn't say outrage, just, just going in with an open mind.
1: Okay. So, uh, Xenomorphin, you are not a particularly big fan of isolation in the first place.
0: (laughs) I I need to clarify that for um, Liz, because I've mentioned it before. I love the aesthetics. I love the presentation style. Yeah, that's the presentation style. I I love the animation. I love how... it is, you could, you don't have the collision box issues, you where you have a lot of games where you can't move over a pebble, you go by a table and the camera literally bobs down. I love all that stuff about it, but I am, ju- I know I'm not the only one. There are people out there I've read accounts of that have the same problems. I am unfortunately one of those people who have found it not just very technical glitchy, but there is definite AI cheating. There is a definite teleporting alien that vanishes ahead of you and it will immediately respawn behind you purely to get victory conditions so you're defeated. I have had that all happen a lot to the point where it is just a chore and I've uninstalled it, reinstalled it, had it over multiple different systems it still happens. So for me... I just want to come down to your house and play it. I want to come yeah, do it you. Yeah, you. you're welcome. You're welcome to. But for me, I love what it tries to be, but I've only been able to get up to that notoriously difficult medical section. And I did notice the AI cheating, and that actually ratchets up for some reason at that point. But even without that, I've just found it very, very, very frustrating. To me, it's not a gameplay experience. It is just a chore. And I also think players shouldn't be forced to have that saving system, especially on the easiest levels. I I chose the easiest level purely so I could just experience the story, then go back, play it for the game on a higher difficulty level. I think and for see- people like me... I think you should have the option of being able to save when you want if you do the easiest levels. So, but regardless of that, yeah. For me, I love what it tries to be. I wish I. I honestly. I. Good luck to those people who've been able to get through it, like the two of you have. But I unfortunately have had a very bad experience in it.
1: So yeah, too bad. To me, yeah.
0: I was not too bothered about it not being isolation too. My immediate reaction to hey kids it's a mobile game um i have to be honest i laughed because (laughs) the drip feed marketing strategy i mentioned before they were doing all these little motion comic style hype things and they were saying you know it's coming it's coming it's coming it's not just the comic there's going to be a game it's coming and i could see everyone working themselves up isolation 2 oh no no it's going to be the other game we've heard about it's going to come it's going to go. we're going to see a little teaser and i was thinking it's not going to be that it's not going to be they haven't had enough time to work on that title it's going to be something way smaller and they made De- i remember one of them wasn't even a motion comic it was just like a close-up of some clothing and it was just like amanda ripley's voice or something like that and they were really hyping it and i thought this is going to disappoint so many people but i didn't expect it to be it's a mobile game and at at that point i i could feel the cringe (laughs) if you know i mean i could feel fandom just erupting into people table flipping because they had hyped it up so much so yeah my first initial reaction was i just laughed because i knew what it it was going to be a bad day for a Fox executive, it's. <laughs> I knew people were going to have a bad time behind the scenes, but I was willing to hold that I laughed and I thought, okay, I'll see what it's about. I read the description of it's going to be like in Alien Covenant, David commanding, trying to lead people to safety, not personally being involved. And at that point, I went, oh, I like the sound of that. And once I found out it's not microtransactions. I was totally willing to give this a chance. And then I saw the positive word of mouth, blah, blah, blah. So that was my reaction. I The hype was so dialed up to 11. And at that point for them to say mobile game, I I just had to think whoever's behind this decision, heads are going to roll. But the actual product, once I found out that's the angle they're taking on it for me as someone who's had a very frustrating time in alien isolation has found it more of a chore than a fun experience i enjoyed that take on it and once uh, we'll come to our own experiences of how we've actually played it but once i actually played the game i thought yeah this is actually fun it's actually i've had a more fun experience playing this even though i haven't got very far than i actually had in alien isolation but um yeah that was that was my initial experience it was laughter and then i took the i wasn't all down you fox i just had to laugh because it's just one of those moments in life where you go wow it, it you've you've gone down that route really but then i found out what the product is i think they should have changed the marketing for it but um yeah once i understood what it was about and i that part about this is like when david was in covenant and they were leading people you're not personally in there you're it's a top-down sort of rts thing i i thought that is a genuinely interesting refreshing way to do it and um yeah i played it and so it was it was quite refreshing
1: for me i don't have bad experiences with the mobile games or the handheld games i had so much fun on thanatos encounter um, on the on the Game Boy Color, when I was back in school, I couldn't drag my PC around with me. I couldn't I couldn't play AVP two on the go. <laughs> so you know, I I was I was thankful to have that on me when I went out. So I had so much fun on that, and then more recently with Predators and uh, AVP Evolution, I had so much fun with those as well. Uh, this well last year, I guess it would have been now. I actually went back and revisited Evolution. So the quality of it and and the the fun I had with that experience was was relatively fresh on my mind. But that game is four, five years old now. I think that came out just before isolation or around that time. But it is old. It's it's getting on. So for me, the reaction was, yay, a new slice of Alien to carry around in my pocket. I mean, I immediately knew everybody was going to go up in arms about it because I think I think when I was told that, my reply was this isn't going to go down well. But hopefully people are able to just look past those initial expectations and give it a go. I mean, I think we'll get into it, of course, but I think there are issues with, I suppose more specifically, the difficulty of this because I think it does share a lot of isolation sensibilities, the difficulty of it being one of them. I think that'll be another thing for people that might cause issues. But otherwise, I do think it's a solid game and I I do hope people get a chance to... um, you know, try and get over those initial negative reactions. So shall we actually start talking the game, though, um, now that we've got that controversy <laughs> out of the way?
0: <laughs> I, I will say, before we go on to that, I think if, if it had, and we'll probably talk about this later on, but if it had been ported to PC on Steam and it had been a simultaneous, you know, multi-platform release, I think it would have gone down much better because i think that it just is that stigma associated with mobile yeah. games if yeah. they'd have just said game and it's available for pc blah 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 i don't think it would have mattered how small in scale it was well
1: that is relative to
0: isolation it, yeah but i think it would have been it wouldn't have given the backlash it did because if it would have just been a game i think people would have gone oh okay i'm sure okay, i'm still tempered. interested yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah agreed
1: Anyway, so the, the game. So I, I think if we haven't already hinted at it enough, we do actually all rather enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. Let's not bother with a mini review thing then, because I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> so what shall we talk about first? Should we talk about gameplay, the game style?
2: First, just to kind of emphasize again that I, I, this is a premium experience, and that fact alone was really refreshing and really surprised me. And the game makes good on that. Oh, so it's it's a full fledged game that's you know you pay one price and you have the full game and that alone like it's i know it's kind of sad but the fact that's the case is is just really refreshing and and i give the game a lot of credit for that just just on that
1: you can feel it's been built ground up for the platform as well which is something i really like about it i mean the size of the screen that you're playing on is always going to be an issue with this the bigger the better. It's that simple.
2: Yeah, this is not a game that you, you pass the time with. You need headphones because there's audio cues. It's it's not a game you're you're gonna play on the bus or on the train. It's it's a game you're gonna sit down with headphones and play.
1: But then again, the amount of people who probably have headphones on them for those commutes. I think you could, but I think it's a better experience when, like isolation, you shut your curtains, you turn your light off, you bang your headphones in, and you just collapse into it you know sink into that immersion because i do think it is there with this game as well with it being built for that platform you in the game are literally using a friggin tablet oh, lo-fi sci-fi tablet in the game so it's you know that's how it feels and i think that really works for it i know a lot of people are making the five night at freddy's comparison i haven't played the games i don't know yes it seems it there's no denying that but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing
2: no, it's not. I I have played almost all the games and I like the games. They're cool and fun. And so it's it's a good inspiration to have for me. Like I think that works well and again like that um Exec was saying they they were also inspired by the idea of the ending scene of, of Alien Covenant, which it's it's a bit more like you said low-fi low-fi sci-fi in this. So that does make it a bit nervous. Like you cannot track the alien at all times. It will eventually be out of a motion tracker or a and you'll have to listen for it if there's there's one thing i could say it didn't do as well as the five nights games is this game did not really have jump scares
1: well that's not necessarily a bad thing either
2: that's true but, I don't know, the jump scares were just so fun in the Five Nights games. That's what made those games. And to have it with an alien would have, would have been cool. But you you always got a, a good amount of warning when the alien was coming for you.
1: There's visual and audio cues, you know, the, the flicker of a camera, the, the sound of it in the vents, stuff like that. Even even when you're not physically looking at a camera, like your map will flicker as well. So they were, they did give you plenty of cues of hints as to, um, you know, the alien's location.
2: But what about you, Aaron? How did you like playing through it you're the only one of us who's managed to survive with all crew members well,
1: it, took, it took some bloody goes uh, you know theoretically the game could be completed in just over an hour but with it being seven missions and an eight minute you know timeline time limit per mission but good god i replayed <laughs> i replayed some of those missions so many freaking times to get everybody through but you know what yes there are elements of it that I wish I could have skipped the intro for the missions cuz I got sick of hearing some of that dialogue over and over again. And damn, sometimes it was it was hard or random as hell and that seemed a little unfair, but the actual just the whole gameplay setup I think worked incredibly well. I mean, like you say, they said that there was an inspiration of it from um, from Covenant and I can see that. It's also been pointed out that the game shares some lineage with Alien as far back as the second ever, the second ever Alien game on the Commodore 64, I think it was, and how that was, um, you know, that was laid out. And it felt so alien to me, just the flicking through of the cameras, just trying to catch a glimpse of it or that sound of the alien in the, in the vent I, I would never say this game is as um as scary as isolation cuz by god i had actual adrenaline come down to playing that game but i think it captured the atmosphere and it did capture the tension of alien and i did you know i did have a uh, accelerated heart rate when um i managed to survive Uh, stompy jr coming for me in the vents so yeah it all worked it really did and i think there's more to that style i genuinely do i think that they could have added a bit more depth to it with um, variety of distractions so one of the things i liked was that you could you know open and close a door somewhere to to draw the aliens attention and you could close the doors to seal off your crew, whatever. But I think there was there was more that could have been had. So things like um, gases, like the end of Alien in the shuttle, or using um, the the speaker system. I think you can do that in isolation. I never really did it myself, but like you know, um, putting power to uh, speakers to draw the aliens' attention, uh, things like that. So I think this potential here for more for a blackout 2 or something completely separate but i do think it, it i think it works better on on the tablet and on the pc so i would like to see them take the scale up a bit more and that's not to demean you know the phone or whatever because i do think with blackout you can feel the love and the care of the developers of it you know it it feels very much like isolation did to me and i could tell the people making this game did love it as much as i do so that's not to demean their efforts on the phone or on the tablet but i do think a pc port or a pc sequel or something would offer a lot more depth and uh, potential for this gameplay style Uh, how about you uh, Xenomorphim? what 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 are your thoughts on on that gameplay style
0: generally I, I think it's very well done um my problem was i i tried to download it for the ipad and usually um you had this where you tried to download it for your ipad but it, it said it will not work on it or whatever it doesn't let you actually purchase the thing i could purchase it and i could run the game but i could only run the menus when i tried to run the actual game it would not it, it just wouldn't do it so my ipad too old. So I thought, okay, I'll do it on my phone. Now, I, out of the three of us, I'm the one who's had to play it on the smallest screen. And that is where my issues come in. For the record, I'm on an iPhone SE, which is, it used the same resolution of screen as the iPhone 5. Now, iPhone 6, and I I assume the ones after SE, have gone up to much screens. My problem on using a screen that size is that I can do it, it just about, like, it works psychologically, gameplay-wise, fine, but I don't think they quality tested it for that kind of thing because there are some basic issues like the interface. Um, you have A lot of the controls for telling an individual crew member to hide, to run, blah, 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 they're all done sort of vertically down one side. And when you're on a screen that small, you can very easily... Try and do the option for run or sneak or something. I and mean, instead of doing that, if you've got it a millimeter outside of that, it will close that crew member's menu and it will go onto the one beneath them. Or you try and, because you can hear the alien coming for you, and you're going, oh shit, I need to get back into Amanda's place so I can touch the air duct. And you have problems doing that or you can try and touch the air duct but if you don't touch it in exactly the right place it doesn't close and the aliens always part way through and you thought oh damn it it's so frustrating because i've got no way to counter that Mm. and because of the interface it's not letting me so i think if for example they had had the crew member menus done um horizontally along the top of the screen so if you'd have done a little you know you'd have tapped their name and their little pull down thing would have come down there wouldn't have been that danger of accidentally going to the next crew member if you immediately want them to hide or something because that's a time critical thing and of course the more panicky a moment it is the more your thumbs or whatever might go yeah Yeah, your coordination
1: so that crewmate. yeah
0: and it's not down to the skills; it's just the size of the screen. It's not making it practical.
1: See, I I also had that issue on my phone as well. So Ridge Dot mentioned that yeah. me and him are playing on a larger, uh, larger phones. I'm on a Samsung yeah. Galaxy S eight Plus, and I had that issue as well. Yeah, so I can only imagine how frustrating.
0: So it was for, yeah. much smaller, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are a lot of the times where I'm just not noticing the aliens coming and by the time i do notice it's gonna about to be there it's often because i'm getting that very finicky control system i'm able to finally exit it to amanda's thing and then i have to actually tilt the camera over to the thing because sometimes there's more than one vent and by the time i can actually do anything about it, the aliens always halfway through it so things like that i don't think they quality tested as much as i would have liked them because there are some simple things as i said like if they'd have done horizontal controls instead of vertical, they could have eliminated a lot of those problems. However, with that said, yeah, I really like a lot of it. I, once you, It's not necessarily intuitive. You have to do a lot of trial and error before you realise, for example, um, you can manually drag a crew members walking path to be fair it, that what, i quite liked. a little of
1: that in i mean the first mission very much sort of well, the first two i suppose are very sort of tutorial-ish yeah. anyway
0: yeah they are but i think there should have been a little mini tutorial before you start playing because once you start playing you can lose crew numbers sort of thing but once you're familiar with it there are lots of nice little touches. i would have liked as you said things like you could use the pa system or gas or something to distract the alien or whatever some people have said that you can do that with doors you can I've yeah. experimented with yeah i've 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 not noticed it really responding much to doors. So I don't know how much it does, whether it has to be within a certain distance. On the farmer level when you get there, I think that's four.
1: You can really see it because there's a camera literally right, there's a camera set up quite well where you can see it walk out of one door and then into a corridor and at that point you can um, you can really see evidence of that behaviour with opening and closing that door to sort of draw its attention. Yeah. Well I'm, I'm guessing
0: it has to be within a certain range but from my experiences so far, and bear in mind, I've only got up to mission three. And at that point, I thought, right, I'm going to replay the game <laughs> because I've I've lost one or two members. And now I'm familiar with it. I'm going to replay it. And now I'm stuck at mission two. And I almost got that through last night. But the alien killed the last one so I've not got very far in it but it's nice to know the door thing definitely works in that case but I've been trying it it doesn't always seem to respond is all I can say there are
1: definitely Um, some sort of certain scripted moments of behavior like you can yeah
0: you can there imagine are, yeah
1: again on farmer level you'll see it very easily is that it's like yeah. behavior at this as it appears is very scripted like it's first like minute or two of behavior you can pretty much guarantee you down to a T
0: mm. I mean it's nice when you do see the alien on the camera as well because you do see it, oh, it, looks up gorgeous up to it. events and stuff yeah I would actually say on I could see them having done a like a cut down mode of this where you don't use cameras and it is just purely the top down map. Well, that wouldn't have been as much fun though. No, yeah, you gotta I, be able
2: to see what's going on.
0: I with would have bought that just so I could run it on the iPad. I think if they did a cut down version, like a cut down mode so that people with older hardware could use it you know you don't have to look through the cameras you could just see that when the camera detects something it would act the same as a motion tracker it would just do a red blip on a, the map. that would allow people with older hardware to still play the same basic experience and I, I would still buy it it's nice to have the cameras but i don't think they'd be essential just to do the game but they are a nice touch here with me wanting more cameras yeah, I, I could totally yeah, see I it, but, but all I'm saying is I think it would have been a nice addition so that people with the older hardware could then play it, because then it is basically a top down map thing. And I think, yeah, it cuts down on some of those additional little, you know, elements to it. But I I think the game could do that you were on an older hardware mode and it would still play for people. I think that would be nice to have the option of it, that's all. Yeah, I mean, as, as I said, I've not got very far in it just because it is difficult. But yeah, I've as I said, I've had more fun playing this than I've had fun with Alien Isolation. And I know a lot of people say, oh, how dare you? I, as I said, I really like a lot about Alien Isolation. It's just I found it too frustrating to enjoy with this it's it's frustrating, I know, and I'm I've sort of I've actually got to the point where if they don't patch it so that people with small screens can have it in a usable format, I may find myself having to uninstall it because I just can't progress on that side of screen. But I could absolutely see this. If I do get something where I, you know, a new iPad or something down the road, it won't be yet a while because I don't have nearly that amount of money, but something on a bigger screen, I would, I'm sure I would progress further in this. And once you play it on that size of screen, I, I think. A lot of those little niggles that I have would just disappear. So I'm trying to not take them into account. Yeah, I, it's it's a really it's a very inventive way of playing it because you don't have that personal threat that Amanda does in isolation. You have those moments where it's going to come through the ducks to get you. But as I said, I've had issues with that because on the smaller screen, as soon as it's the, the, it's Seventy-five percent chance I'm going to die anywhere on that control scheme. Aside from that, I just find it a really refreshing. So you said it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. I've not played those games, so for me, I can't say oh it's a copy or whatever. But to me, as a this is a novel way of the the alien experience and all i can say is i really appreciate as you said the love the developers have put into it because you can you can tell it's when they did that interview and they said that fox wouldn't let us release a substandard product you can really tell that they there were sleepless nights that clearly went into this there even though they're clearly using a lot of assets from isolation graphic and sound wise They've managed to put it all into this one cohesive experience. And the one thing I can say about it, like isolation, is the whole thing feels really organic and natural. It's like you said, Hicks, where Amanda is using this mobile device and you're using a mobile device. Even that psychologically helps immerse yourself more in it. But it, it really does capitalise on a lot of the psychological cues you'd get from isolation, but it's a whole different perspective. And even if you're you're still on the fence about this, I would say it's worth getting because a it's affordable, but it is it's it's not Worse than isolation in terms of the gameplay experience, it's different. So, even if you're bored with isolation, I think you could play this. And because it's not you personally going through, it, you have to, you've got control, but it's not godlike control. It's that, it's the balance is really well done, I think.
1: One of the things I said earlier was that I thought Blackout had a lot of isolation sensibilities in it. And I mean that in terms of like, you know, the focus on sound design. Um the visual continuity and the difficulty, which um Xenomorphin's been talking about, is something that I thought was very isolation y as well. So Yes. You've already spoken about the difficulty, so I wanted to ask you, Ridgetop, you know, that this was something they had talked about in interviews, was whether they needed to scale it back a bit, you know, make the alien less of a uh, of a hard-ass uh, Stompy Jr., as I like to call him in this one. Um, <laughs> so how how did you get on with the difficulty in this, Ridgetop?
2: It's definitely easier than isolation. <laughs> it was honestly kind of like after having played isolation through Nightmare and, and just fought to survive with that it was kind of um you felt a little more comfortable just hanging out in the vents while these people were running for their lives and trying to hide from the alien and and occasionally it would come for you. You always had good good audio cue warnings for when it was coming. They have like multiple vent entryways into where you're hiding which uh it starts with just one but eventually you have 3. So you kind of have to look around and and see which one the alien is coming through. And that that what made it a little bit more of a challenge. But yeah, the the main challenge is just obviously keeping people alive, not not so much Amanda cuz cuz I'd say that's probably the easiest part. It seemed like there was only so much you could do to to keep people alive. Like sometimes alien would just be next to them and and you wouldn't have picked it up on the cameras or the trackers. Sometimes they would hide and survive and other times they would die. But yeah, as far as difficulty goes, I'm sure you've you've managed to keep everyone alive, Aaron. Does it feel like you have pretty good control over whether they live or die, or is there some degree of just luck involved?
1: There there is definitely some degree of luck, if only for the randomness of the alien's appearances. Mm. There is some intelligence that you need to put into playing the game. So, you know, if you have them all grouped together, they make more noise. You can send one guy off to another side of the map to create noise and be a distraction. One of the things I like to do was, if I knew somebody wasn't going to be useful... Um, or I knew where people needed to be later on in the map, I'd send them there and hide them there to, you know, to start with. So it was less of less things for me to manage as I went on through, through the objectives. And then it's itself, that was actually pretty cool. Did anybody actually catch them hiding on the cameras? Yeah. I right. think you
2: see them run into a locker, don't yeah, you?
1: So they, 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 get into lockers and stuff like that, like in isolation, which I thought was a pretty, yeah uh, pretty cool little touch.
2: And I will say that the aesthetic and the setting was really cool as well. I mean, I know a lot of it was kind of just adapted from isolation, but the new starship that pulls up in the intro looks cool. Um, I liked the characters.
1: That's another Joseph Conrad reference for those of you out there keeping track, the Haldin.
2: And I guess they just have a well of his novels to dig from.
0: Yeah, just look up the Wikipedia entry for Conrad and you just (laughs) take Um. a random name if you're doing an alien story
1: the station's name i think may have been a which was mendel i think may have been a reference to oh shit i forgot his first name there's there's a there's a um, like an evolutionary biologist um whose name is mendel I think it might have been a reference to that. So I think that's a little hint at some of the stuff that was taking place on the station.
2: They allude to that, but they don't go into it too much. They say the alien was born on the station. And Ripley seems to be saying that there were experiments going on with the alien there. Um, but they don't they don't go too into it. Again, I thought the characters are really interesting. All of them had unique personalities. And, and the main reason I wanted to keep them alive was so I could get all the dialogue. Because the dialogue's different depending on if you have some of them alive, if you have one of them left alive, or if you have all of them alive, uh-huh. and interestingly enough one of the characters uh was named yutani and i was like huh that's that's curious mm. but men asks her like oh are you the miss yutani and she goes oh no i'm her second cousin so it was <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was pretty silly wow. but yeah. it was it was kind of the first it felt unnecessary to me
2: the first kind of allusion to Miss Yutani that we've seen since since AVPR, so I'm I'm like, well, was she doing the same thing that Charles Bishop Wayland was doing from AVP 2010 and recording her memories? Is she secretly an android as well? But, but
0: that, that would have been the like family lineage would be weird with that. But Amanda going, oh no, I'm not I'm not related to that Ripley. I'm just a random Ripley.
1: <laughs> In the book, so there was a prequel novel which I don't think any of you guys have. Fred for covenant
0: no. No. no no was it origins
1: yeah you're not missing a great deal it, re- it really wasn't the, the greatest thing in the world but there there was a miss um the miss Utani in that who was uh, the ceo's daughter basically and she played like a major part in that so you know they they are the merger was supposed to happen you know around about covenant's time which would have been well, about 30 years before blackout something like that
2: Another weird piece of dialogue is she says that the Miss Yutani, she's like, Oh, she rivals Mr. Wayland as if he was still alive. Um hmm. I don't know if you caught that line, but I mean, given this point in the timeline, if if we're going by well, maybe there's Prometheus, he would have been dead. Yeah, I mean you look at like Bishop too. like
0: yeah.
2: I don't know. There's there's a lot I of weird... he might
0: have had a like a no, he didn't have a son, did he? But it might have been like an <laughs> The Star Wars thing where he just had himself cloned. <laughs> yeah, like the Emperor. Yeah, I
2: don't know. Works for me because I'm I'm it's on the EVP can yeah, well, So I I, I yeah.
1: didn't put much, much <laughs> in in that you know tense usage. I think I think I've asked it. I, I think I've asked mika uh, JD about it in our interview, which might be out by the time this is edited. And um, so we might get some questions answered by the time the podcast comes out. But yeah, I I completely agree with you in terms of in terms of the voice actors in this. Um, and I think having Andrea Deck in this and her being the first thing we hear as well was a great um was a great move on Fox Next's part or D three go whoever made that decision, it was a great move. Yeah. Because yes, there is this impression of inferiority for the mobile stuff, but having her there not only is good um audio continuity between isolation and blackout, but it's also like you, you're in sort of instantly thinking about isolation, so it gives you this more um, premium, to use the word that they keep using, yeah. feeling straight off the bat. You know, it doesn't feel like a cheap replacement. So yeah, I thought the voice actors in this were great. And I really liked, because they were, them and their, you know, little bits of dialogue were pretty much the only sense of story as well that we got throughout the game. And I think they did a great job. And I also didn't realize that the, you know, the two male um, characters, Thorncroft, who is the biggest prick in the world, and (laughs) Studwick, they were both played by the same fella. I had no idea.
2: Oh, that's funny.
1: So props to Uh... him.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. So that's, that's... Some good good voice acting there.
1: Uh, what about you, Xenomorph? And then were you were you good on the cast or? Well,
0: as I said, I've only got to like Mission: well, so three, far, so, but, so um, far. I yeah, I, it's you know it's serviceable. I, I as I said, I think it would have as soon as people knew it was a game with Ripley in it. I uh, the next logical question that was rising in a lot of people's mind was: Is the original voice actress going to be back? And thankfully she is um it's definitely all the same nuances and all the rest of it from alien isolation it is definitely amanda ripley i think it would have left a bad taste in a lot of fans mouths if they'd have got a different actress to portray her, unless they could do a pitch perfect impersonation so yeah i'm glad she's back um the rest, yeah, as I say, I'm only on Mission 3, so I can't really comment about the story or the rest of it. But um, yeah, the you definitely... It wasn't a by-the-numbers experience. It, they do feel like real people from what I'm hearing. So yeah, that's um thumbs up from me, I guess.
1: Sound, then. I really like the sound design on this game. Again, another thing that I thought... it had um an isolation sensibility about it was 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 the sound engineering i mean not quite as advanced as isolation of course but i really really liked you know what they did the echoing of the screams down the vents or the creaking of everything as it was moving about mm-hmm. and i especially liked the score as well to say that was done by one dude and i think one person on the violin that was i thought that was great really yeah, really was, enjoyed that yeah
2: the score really added to the the ambience and the tension and it actually just came out on itunes and spotify which surprised me because i'm i'm still like where's the isolation soundtrack because yeah. so <laughs> it's good to see that and i i snagged it up so
1: well, that was released by the sound director. I think his title was. And Isolations is on there. It, it was ripped, but I don't you know it didn't get a proper. Well, release,
0: yeah, I'm but... talking. I'm talking about an official release. But did the one for Colonial Marines ever come out? Because that was the game. Colonial it, it Marines has, wasn't all that
1: great, but it the has music not. was good. Yeah, wow. no. No, I think I think Kevin Ripple or Ripple, whatever, however you pronounce yeah. it, um, has had released it on his website in the past. I've got a download of it somewhere on my PC. Oh, you should... Sure. I've, I've got one, but just with like
0: track one, track two, track three.
2: But yeah, I would like to see an official release of some of the game soundtracks because they've been good, like GVP 2010, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Alien Isolation that work deserves to be out that, out there. But back on this, yes, the the soundtrack was great for what it was. It was like what, t- 10, 12 tracks, a lot of like you were saying a lot of violin, but it it still felt very original alien in its tone.
1: Mm, yeah, it didn't it didn't seem like a rip-off of Goldsmith stuff, which I guess is kind of like sort of what you expect when people are playing in the alien sandbox. And then when people are playing in the Alien sandbox, you expect all this military, you know, bombastic stuff like Horner did. So
0: it was great that it, yeah, it was
1: original composition, but it also it, it felt undeniably alien to me.
0: Yeah, it, musically it felt like Isolation did. It felt like an evolution of Goldsmith's score, not an emulation of it. Which, um, if you go back to A V P Requiem that was definitely trying to copy and emulate certain tracks from yeah. the other films. Re- Requiem score was a best of. Yeah, it, it yeah, 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 yeah. But with Isolation and this track, it feels definitely way more Goldsmith than Goldenthal or Horner, but it feels very much like if, if they did a new Alien film and they got all the old gang together – this will be the kind of music for it. Yeah, I, I quite like the music for this. Yeah, and as I said, the, the sound design in general. There are there are lots of nice little metallic creaks and that sort of thumping, and it sounds like something is in an air duct. You have that muffled quality. And you have lots of little sounds that definitely do make you quickly try and jump out of the map and Mm. look to the air duct just in case. I panic so many uh, times. Yeah, and there are definitely red herrings. They definitely put them in there sound design wise. But there are some, as I said, I don't know if this this is just a feeling of mine going on what I've done with it, but it it does feel like they've definitely some of the environments are more you know lighter than others and it it, there's something about the sound i don't know if they've done this but it felt like they've tailored the sound slightly for each different level depending on the different kind of environment because some of them have longer darker corridors than others and so on but um yeah the as you said the sound design even though i'm sure a lot of it just ripped assets from isolation it's still got it on point the quality a good film has where it's if it can make the audience have that willing suspension of disbelief, you're half the way there to a good film. That's that's what you've got here in game form. And the sound design, a lot of people only think of the visuals, but sound design is a huge part of that. So hats off to the people who did the sound design to this. Yeah, uh, definitely.
1: Well, you know what? Let, let's shout him out, actually, because it was from the looks of it, it was pretty much one dude. I think he deserves a shout. So hats off to uh, Tommy Hartakanen. Um, you did a phenomenal job on on this. So thank you. And again, uh, depending on how quick I am with the podcast edit, I think the Perfect Organism boys are having Tommy on as a guest. So if that's out by the time this is out, I'll also be sure to drop a link to uh, their their potty in um, in our in our post.
2: And he did all the sound design as well as the score, correct?
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So Tommy was credited as the audio director, the lead audio designer, the composer and the audio mixing.
2: Crikey. Yeah, it's impressive.
1: Vili Ojala was also an audio designer and audio programmer. And those were the two people according to the credits that worked on the audio for Blackout. So, yeah, props to you guys. So what about the visuals though? You know, I always have this expectation in my head that stuff on on mobile is not going to look as good. But I was I was really impressed with Blackout. I thought it looked I thought it looked really nice.
2: Yeah, likewise.
1: Is that typical of mobile stuff at the minute?
2: I don't know because I don't play a lot of mobile games these days, but depends um, on the
1: developer.
2: Yeah, and and there, there is a mode, you can go in the options and turn off power saving mode, I believe, and that ups the frame rate to 60 frames a second, which made it look really nice as well. But yeah, the, the graphics on current tablet or smartphone look great.
0: You can tell they are lower resolution models, but because of the nature of the game, because you are looking through those sort of, like, analogue-type CRT screens. Mm, But the interference as well. Yeah, it actually works to the game's favour. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and even when you're because the ducts that are facing amanda herself the alien could come out of they're actually in quite dark lighting but you have that very realistic looking particle effects for the the smoke as well um that hugely helps with a sense of atmosphere um they were definitely hiding shapes moving behind them and so on i was realizing but yeah you get all the um the alien from what I can see, um, that's got that very fluid animation. It looked like it was moving pretty much as it was. The motion capture data, I would assume, is the same. Um, but yeah, I I think the lower resolution models actually work to the game's favour in this because you are looking through those cameras and the. Um, also, I I would also say I hats off to the actual people who designed the map because it didn't look as clean as the one on Alien Covenant but it looked very much like you saw when they were looking when Dallas was going through the air ducts and stuff that that actually brought my mind way more to that scene when Lambert and Ripley are, are tracking Dallas's yeah. movements way more than the Alien Covenant one so I actually liked how it's not as advanced as in covenant but i actually preferred this low-tech look of map, which is actually i mean again that goes back to alien isolation it's very much in keeping with that low-tech aesthetic but i'm glad they kept it for this as mm-hmm. well so yeah graphically everything pretty much i mean you can see the the human figures when they're approaching the cameras you, that's one of those moments you all their, their lowest resolution models. Their animation, as well, was
1: something I had an issue with. They yeah. are stiff as hell. A little, but yeah,
0: but it's because they're mostly at a distance. You don't usually see them one way out close than that. At least in my experience so far. I, I, I always work to keep everything in camera just well. for the beauty of it.
1: Another another issue I had with the humans was. Um, well, I think it was most noticeable on the very opening sequence. Is when they're talking, you've got the, the you know the audio playing of the the voice actors, and all the models are jostulating along to the talking, and then the body gesticulates longer than um, than the actual audio.
2: <laughs> their their <laughs> mouths are not moving old, yeah.
0: yeah. It, you had a lot of games from the nineties used to do that. The mid to late nineties, they had that issue. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of those.
1: So that, that that was a bit of a con for me, actually. But the mm. the the visual continuity that you mentioned, yes, love it. Love it. And I like the over the last, you know, four or so years, I think there's been more of an effort in pretty much all the media to have a better mm. sense of visual continuity. You know, the kit looks like it'd fit in. Yeah. And it looks like a lot of the ship designers have been going to the same space IKEA. <laughs> so, you know, there's <laughs> I think I think there's a real like nice through line of of visual continuity, and I really yeah. like it. the minute,
0: heavy eighties modular design philosophy, mm. and I, I really liked how each
2: level had its own very distinct look and feel from each other. They were different environments in the station. Like you would go. One of the most interesting was this
1: the farmer lab. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And you had these mushroom spores that that originally I thought were like a I thought was an alien hive. hive. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just kind of branched out, almost like veins. And it was just really cool to see. And and the level after that, you have the lab and Ripley is no longer in the vents. She's hiding in, in a room and you have a glass window there and you can actually see the alien. There was also the AI core, similar to like we saw in Isolation. Yeah, the
1: Apollo, yeah, so, the Apollo um, bit, which was cool.
2: Yeah, so just being able to have this kind of... Um, horrific tour, I guess, of the the station, which not, not quite as big as Sevastopol station, more of a moderate size station, I would say. It, it was it was a neat experience. And as far as the graphics go, I think if you were to port this to PC and, and up the animations in the graphics just a little bit, even though this is a, a short experience, I think as as a lower priced game this this could do well on steam mm.
0: absolutely i mean i'd buy it again i really would they, they could put all the other elements, like the steam control you could call it blackout deluxe edition or something and yeah. include additional little thing but even if it was just a straight pull and they had that as dlc down the road i would totally buy it just for the Bigger screen and the control scheme, which would be so much more intuitive on a PC. Uh, I would absolutely love that. I would play the hell out of that more than (laughs) isolation, for obvious reasons. But I I would, I think, that top-down map design and be able to click through. I mean, you could even use the mouse scroll wheel just to click through cameras quite uh, quickly. Things like that would make it a much more sandbox experience on a PC. One of I think
1: my other big issue is pretty much that this game is incredibly short. I say incredibly, I mean seven missions that you replay countless times, but yeah, it is it's a short run. Now obviously this doesn't really apply to you, Xenomorphin. Yeah mission 3 ridge did did you feel like it was too short or was it just right for you yeah
2: no that it, it did feel a bit short it was again a very premium feeling experience but it, it was over a little quicker than i was hoping and and that i think is the game's main drawback is the replayability once you've completed all the levels and you've had everyone survive and you've heard all the the dialogue there's no like challenge mode there's no other ways to to tackle the levels it's it's just very kind of straightforward and once you've had that experience it's there's not a lot of reason unless you you just want to go through it again i guess to to go back. So if if they did ever do an expanded release, I would like to see a bit more features and in, in what you could do and how you could handle the alien threat, as well as just maybe like a challenge mode that's just we we get to see even more parts of the station. I don't I don't know how they would do it. I don't know how they would expand it. Even with DLC, like the experience was so straightforward in that this group had to to come to the station for supplies and you help them get the supplies and escape with them. I don't know. Maybe they could expand on the story a bit of of how Amanda got there because Amanda had been on that station for a little while. So I, I don't know how they would do it, but it i did find that's
0: probably why they inferred that so they've got some something to go back to if they if it's and from what i understand it's proving quite successful because it's got such good word of mouth too so i would imagine there's a as opposed to microtransactions a dlc coming down the pipeline at some point
1: well, you see, that, that was going to be my question. Considering the big, uh, you know, halabalooza about it um, not having microtransactions and that being a big sort of selling point as to convince people to give it a go in the first place, would it be, would it be uh, you know, a cheap shot to release DLC for this? Or would you welcome that?
2: As long as it it's a substantial expansion, yeah. I would welcome it. As long as it's not like... Like microtransactions. If it's like new levels,
1: another five quid for another seven levels. Would that
2: exactly? Yeah. If it's like a, an old school type expansion that literally just make gives us more of what we liked about the game, then then yeah, that's fine. I, I have no problem with DLC in principle. It's just an execution that it's it's often feels exploitative. Um, but yeah. I don't think they would do that here, especially when the game's selling point one of one of the the selling points was that it didn't have microtransactions. So if we got a full scale expansion to the game or or even just a sequel to the game.
1: Yeah, well, if they build it as a sequel, I think that'd be um I think that'd
0: go down well. Microtransaction is the the problem with that is it's especially with mobile stuff, it's often like pay, you know, pay-to-win sort of things. You get that many crystals and then you can build that many more tower defenses. This isn't a game you can do that with. I think as long as it any DLC is, um, you know, it's extensive. It feels substantive. It's It adds something to the game. It's not like a new pair of sunglasses or something. And it's not something where, without it, you don't get the full experience with the base game. It's just something you add on, and it gives you more playability. I don't think anyone's going to grumble about that, because it's not something which would make the initial base experience worse or better because it's nothing to do with the initial missions they're add-on missions something like that. If uh-huh. it's on the other hand it's something where you pay for DLC and you can get more cameras in the level or you get added motion tracker thing, that might rub people up the wrong way because then they feel like they're compelled to spend the money in order to have the maximum enjoyment out of what they've already paid for. But if it's an add-on module or something or and like a backstory like they did with alien isolation people aren't going to worry about that because then it is it feels optional you're not compelled to pay for it because you everyone gets the same experience with what they initially pay for Mm -hmm.
2: so so this is just me dreaming here guys but i had this thought if they ever were to release like an expanded pc version of this game do you think it could work in multiplayer where like one person was ripley and the other people were actually walking through the station completing yes. objectives. And yes. and it, essentially you had to coordinate and tell them where to hide and when the alien was coming. Yeah, well, I mean, it,
1: it, it'd have to be built again from the ground up, but that kind of mechanics... You know, that, that that was a part of Battlefield, kind of, in that you had... That's what you, I was going to say. You, yeah. You had the yeah, they had the tablet. Yeah. The tablet on, thing, like, um, Battlefield 4 first came yeah, out. I played that in bed quite often, actually. Um, but that goes... I think that's even older than 4, you know. I think that was in some of the older ones. It may, obviously yeah. not on the tablet, but, um, it, you know... It, I think it, it was it, back, it, back in the one thing. that
0: was 2142, and I think they started to bring that kind of mechanic where you could one person's a commander and they have overall yeah that yeah. they can direct players to things that yeah i could totally see that working within this the confines of this game if it was a you know a, an optimized pc version yeah, yeah so definitely
1: they'd have to build it from the ground up again but I, I think there is so much potential for this kind of style i really do and i would I would really like to see them do a version on the PC that's a bit more fleshed out with a bit more depth. I would love it. I really would. But that's not to say that I don't enjoy this. I really have. And I'm glad it came out. And I might not replay it as much as, um, you know, say, I, I used to do 2010 or I used to do AVP2. But this is one I'm very glad to
0: have stashed in my pocket when I want it. I agree. Yeah, I need to ask you, because you, as, as Ristop said, you're the one out of us who's completed it thoroughly you've saved all the crew members as someone who has no longer has the incentive of needing to get to the next mission because you've done all the missions you you've saved everyone would you say now it has still got that just one more play factor because for me even though i'm still stuck on there and i might uninstall it because it's not practical to do because of the control scheme but i still do feel that draw towards it i've got that no i, wanna, I just want to do it one more game one more game one more game does it still have that feel to you or now you've done it do you feel that one more play factor with it
1: not quite as much as when i was trying to finish it with all four but i have been right. i have gone back and i have replayed bits of it since completing it uh, like when i found um my missus's tablet and i could try it on that yeah my, my my tablet is like the very first samsung tablet that they brought out so my tablet is, yeah. is ancient it's like three uh, eight yeah. years old and i do i do see myself going back and and playing it again i've got it on i've got it on my pc and i can quite easily see myself just popping on for you know 10 20 minutes whatever when when i fancy yeah it.
0: so it's not something that even once you've done the whole thing uninstall it i'm never going to play it you feel you will it's something you do feel the need to go back to every now and because it's just a fun experience every
1: now and again you know not only is it is it an alien experience it's a good alien experience and there's a reason that the top of my screen on my phone is is uh avp evolution it's um it's alien versus pinball it's not predators anymore because i don't run on my stuff now um but now (laughs) alien blackout is on the top there too so i i Mm. will i will revisit it just not to the obsessive level that i've been playing it this past week and a bit yeah which is why i'm kind of disappointed that it is short avp evolution took me a a good while to play through you know there's a lot of gameplay to that game so yeah that, that was kind of one of the things that made me rather disappointed with blackout
2: so it, it was interesting to see for me personally ripley's dialogue with with these characters and sometimes they would die and and the surviving characters would be distrustful of you and ripley was trying to explain to them i can't control yeah. this creature i'm trying to survive here too i'm doing what yeah, i can I like that but at the same time, you could tell Ripley was a, a bit more seasoned in in even just in the vents, like how when the alien was coming, she'd just be like, whew, that was close. You know, like she she was more familiar with the alien having gone through what she did on Sebastopol Station. So it was kind of an interesting dynamic having this, you know, Amanda who was had dealt with the alien and was familiar with that, with these new people. And she was doing her best to keep that them alive. And so having that dynamic between someone who had survived the alien versus people encountering it for the first time was really interesting, as well as the fact that Yutani who was a, uh, an executive in the company like i don't know how high she said she ran like a number of different colonies was unfamiliar with the alien at least based on what she said
1: that was something i really liked that it didn't end up delving into the whole um company conspiracy kind of angle it was just a pure innocent shit wrong place wrong time kind of situation good
2: yeah you also had a scientist who was um higher up in the company who was said he had never never seen anything like that and if you survive the game with Yutani, she says she's making a, a full report. So that was kind I was of an going interesting... to say
0: complaint. <laughs> formal <laughs> complaint. Formal complaint.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm sure they'll get some of those letter. as well, but... <laughs>
0: And
1: you bring up a good point about, you know, Ripley being a seasoned sort of survivor now, because it's kind of like an inversion of some of those early moments of isolation where Ripley's the newcomer to Sevastopol and there's um, Ricardo or somebody in the speaker. Axel. Yeah. You know, um, dictating what's happening and opening doors or whatever. So that, that was a, a nice inversion, I think. So guys, final review then. Just give me a couple of sentences and a question of whether this is worth the five quid should people buy this game. So, uh, Xenomorphin, kick us off.
0: I'd say, as definitely as a mobile game, I would say seven to eight out of ten. Absolutely, definitely worth the money. Very affordable. Games like X comma like you know, anywhere 10 15 pounds this was a it's a nice ex- and refreshing experience however i do qualify that by saying if you've got it on an iphone 5 stroke iphone se size screen think twice because the controls are very finicky the smaller the screen you get if your ipad can handle it i'm sure beautiful experience that is how it is meant to be played i think it is not meant to be played on a little smartphone screen. So if you the smaller the screen you've got, think twice, but it is definitely worth it for the price. Okay. Reached up.
2: So judging it as a mobile game, I'd I'd probably give it an eight. The main complaints being the length. It's too short, as well as the replayability. But it is a premium experience and it's definitely worth five dollars or or pounds, wherever your locality may be, but it's it's worth it. It's it's a good mobile game. Yes, it's not what everyone was hoping for, but we still have a full fledged game coming from Cold Iron. And this is something, and it's something good. It's The developers really put passion into this, regardless of the confines of, of the mobile platform. And I would love to see this developer revisit the franchise in the future, because uh, it's clear they're they're passionate about it. And I really enjoy the game, and I'll be playing it into the future for sure.
1: I'm just going to crib um, my sort of closing paragraph from my written review, which hopefully might be up by the time this, um, this podcast is up. But I end it with, when all is said and done, this is another piece of Alien property that I can just feel the love and care of the developers in it. And to me, that alone says so much. Uh, Alien Blackout is another lovingly crafted slice of the Alien universe and the Alien experience. This one just happens to fit right in your pocket. Um, I'd love an Isolation 2 as much as the next masochism-obsessed Alien gamer, but I'm so happy we got Alien Blackout. I'm sitting at about a 7 out of 10 at the minute. Um, I keep leaning towards an eight because I enjoyed it so much, but then the shortness and lack of replay significant replay ability in blackout just makes me pull it back down a little more. It was worth the fiver um, I brought it twice now because I had to buy it on, on the girlfriend's tablet. <laughs> and I don't, I don't regret either of the purchases. If they brought it out again on the PC or developed it a little bit more for a PC release, I'd also happily snap that up as well. Yeah, that would be a must-have for me if it's done that way. So, yeah, I do recommend this. It sucks it's not isolation too, but it's its own thing. It, you know, it may carry on ripley storyline and be a, a quasi isolation too in that fashion but it's its own thing and it's it's good at what it is so yes go buy it guys and try and have an open mind with it please because if you go in with a closed mind it doesn't matter how good anything is you're not going to like it if you've already decided you're not going to like it
0: yeah i th- I think it suffered from questionable marketing strategy decisions perhaps but it is in no way worth the worthy of the backlash, which was the mm-hmm. impulsive reaction. Um, I think if this had been marketed differently, it it wouldn't have. It, it would have been having those good reviews right from the start. But. It's one of those things where once you play it, you get into it, and you think, "Yeah, this is a nice, this is a nicely crafted alien experience." And it is an alien experience in every way. It does try to immerse you, and it succeeds.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, again, I don't know when I'll finish this or when everything comes together. But if you haven't already checked it out, and it's been released, or it hasn't yet, we've got an interview with um, the lead. Uh, narrative, um, I forget what his title was, Um, but he was like the main narrative guy basically for this and he was involved with the pitch um, and some of the level design as well. Um, JD um, so we'll be having a text based uh, Q&A up with him soon I've got my review nearly finished um, it'll probably be out um, Monday the 4th so if you haven't already read that go back and read that and I've also recorded um complete playthrough of, of Blackout with me getting through with all four characters which I need to get Ridgetop up to sit down and um, do some commentary for with me on that one so that should be out probably this month as well I can't be asked to do the social stuff for this um you know where to find us all <laughs> on socials if not just head to avpgalaxy.net and all the social links are on the right hand side of the um the homepage. so thank you everybody for listening this has been corporal hicks
2: and ridgetop
0: and xenomorphine signing off